0: Welcome to the Five Souls Podcast. I am your host, James Watkins. The Five Souls Podcast. Let's be incredibly real and transparent. That's what the church needs now more than ever: is men who are just willing to be real, real men who are not afraid to stand up within the church and rebuke the wolves that seek to slaughter the sheep. Men who hold firmly to sola scriptura. Men who are not afraid to go before the brethren in brokenness and tearfully. Their sin, men who are not ashamed to throw themselves down before the throne of God in prayer, and most importantly, men who can stand and say, alone with the Apostle Paul, that I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God unto salvation for everyone who believes. The Christian walk was never promised to be easy. The cross we are commanded to carry every single day is incredibly heavy, and that weight comes in many different forms. Are you hurting financially? Pick up your cross. Is your marriage damaged? Pick up your cross. Did you lose a loved one? Pick up your cross. Are you depressed? Are you thinking about killing yourself? Pick up your cross. There's a reason why Paul, when writing to the churches in Corinth, referred to it as light momentary affliction. And that's saying something coming from the Apostle Paul. He was imprisoned, beaten, shipwrecked. He calls it light momentary affliction. Light momentary affliction. There's a reason our beloved Apostle Paul said, We do not fix our eyes on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For the things seen are temporal, but the unseen is eternal. If we place our eyes on the temporal, the right now, the light momentary affliction, this fallen world will absolutely crush us, brothers and sisters. But we have an eternal hope. Those in the world, the unbelievers, they are the ones who are broken by the temporal, but not us. Not us. At least we shouldn't be. 1 Thessalonians 4 verse 13. He wrote that they may not grieve as others who do not have hope. In other words, we should not suffer in the way that the world suffers because we have an eternal hope in Christ Jesus. We have an eternal treasure that is in Christ Jesus and all of our suffering. All of this light momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. Now, second Corinthians chapter 4 verse 17. And there's going to come a time when the promises will fill that he will wipe away every tear from our eyes. Death will be no more. more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore, for the former things will have passed away. No matter what you suffer with, no matter what the thorn in your flesh is, there will be a day where you will see that absolutely every single tear was worth it all, and great is your reward in heaven. It's easy to sit behind a microphone and say this. It's easy to tell believers to not suffer like others. That's why I always want to be transparent I listen to podcasts that only touch on the good All these sappy, heretical preachers Only tell you of the great plans God has for your life If you look at our Facebook posts Our Facebook posts contain our greatest hits But the life of a Christian is marked by suffering It's marked by self-denial All you have to do is look to the apostles Crucified upside down Stoned to death Beheaded Exiled In the book of Acts, though, what do we see? That the apostles rejoiced that they had been counted worthy to suffer for the sake of Christ. And are we rejoicing in our suffering? Most of the time, no. But I get it. I suffer in my own ways like everyone else. I confess. I seek the approval of man way more than I seek the will of God. I seek compliment more than I care to hear criticism. I suffer with depression. I don't look to the unseen. I focus on the temporal. I battle with thoughts of suicide. I battled with this even before I was saved. I almost, killed myself. I almost killed myself. Sitting in an apartment years back because I, in the world, was being crushed by the world with no eternal hope as an atheist. I suffered then and depression has been a thorn in my flesh for years now, but I rejoice in knowing that I am a new creation. I rejoice in knowing that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I rejoice knowing that I have an eternal hope and treasure in Jesus Christ. And I pray that God would use this thorn in my flesh for his glory. That through this thorn in my flesh, I would preach to those who suffer and the elect would come to faith as God has decreed through the preaching of his his gospel. I do not suffer in the same way that the world suffers and you shouldn't either. There's a beautiful truth that if you were in Christ, you were a child of God bought with the blood of a king no condemnation for those of us who were in Christ. The debt has been completely paid in full. I'm overcome with grief with my flesh, but I am not near as broken over my sin as I should be. I don't confess my sin like I should. I am nowhere near the husband that I'm commanded to be. I do not understand my own actions. I do not do what I want, but I do the very thing I hate. The Apostle Paul wrote that in Romans chapter 7 verse 15, speaking of himself, but almost prophetically as this should represent the battle within of every single believer. But this is also the same apostle who said, Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. I am so brokenhearted for many of my brothers and sisters in Christ, even for myself. We cling to Rome more than we care to admit. Why is Christ not enough? Even in the reform circles, we base our salvation on our own morality. That's where we look to for assurance. And if you are looking for that within yourself, you are going to be vastly disappointed and always questioning the work that Christ accomplished on the cross. We judge our salvation by our response to the law. We judge our salvation by the good works we do or condemn ourselves for the lack of works that we do and our lack of holiness. Were you, Christian, not clothed? with the righteousness of christ do you not wear his robe of righteousness does the father not see you as he sees his son son. don't misunderstand what i'm saying here i'm not speaking of antinomianism i'm not saying that we can sin all that we want but if i am in christ and i sin do i then become outside of christ no because god holds his elect in his hands and his hands are strong enough to hold you despite your lack of perfection our assurance of salvation comes from our realization of sola gratia, grace alone, sola fide, faith alone, solus Christus, Christ alone. And you are only going to understand this if you are holding to sola scriptura, scripture alone. Our blessed assurance comes from faith alone and the one who accomplished what we cannot. We should have a change of mind about sin. If we are new creatures, that's a result of that miracle work within us. But it won't be perfected in this lifetime. That's what the cross is all about. The point of the cross is that on that blood-stained Roman cross, Christ bore the sins of the elect, the sins of past, present, and future, and secured for the elect the hope of eternal eternal life. And we know that God is faithful to draw his elect, to regenerate his elect, to grant faith to the elect, to seal his elect, and to hold his elect for all of eternity. And this is not of our own doing. It is solely the work of God by grace alone, through faith alone, and Christ alone, according to the scripture alone, to the glory of God alone. Solely Deo Gloria.